Hello, I'm Rachel Clapp Miller, and this is Content Hacks, content best practices that save time, increase your brand visibility, and improve your conversions. I am Allison Andrews, and today we're going to talk about pitch tips. You all spend a lot of time creating fabulous content, and there are occasions when you want to share that content with a larger audience. So we're going to look at best practices for pitching your stories to the media, how not to annoy them, tricks to help you get your story heard, and ways to take your pitch game to the next level. Do you like pitching to the media? I like the challenge of figuring out a way to make what I'm saying or the event that I am promoting relevant to a larger audience because that's really what's at the heart of pitching. Um, It is showing the media how and why your event, your product line, your announcement or whatever it is should get coverage and how it fits into the bigger picture. And I think that is a gauge on when and when not to go to the media. If you can't figure that out, this is not the time to pitch your story to the media. Save it for the next thing. Yeah, that's a good that's a good gauge. Way to bring value right at the top of the podcast. Look at that. People stick around. You don't know what else you're, gonna, you're in for. <laughs> um, I can say I really dislike pitching to the media. I never liked it when I was interning in college and I had to get on the phones and call people. I was always so nervous. I hated it. Um, so... That being said, but I, I do think that if you have relationships with people, it makes it a lot easier. Totally does. And I know people might be, oh, well, Rachel and Allison, you guys worked in media for years. Of course, you have relationships. And of course, it's super easy for you to make a pitch. But I mean, I've been out of television for um, seven years yeah. now. <laughs> so uh, my contacts are no longer <laughs> around. So I when I am pitching now, I find myself having to do the old-fashioned route. But I, you know, just recently I was at a party and I met somebody who uh, was a producer at a local television station who I had no previous relationship before. I don't even think she knew that I had worked in television. And I just met her and I kept her information and we connected on Facebook. And then later I actually had a story to pitch and I reached out to her on Facebook because we had already connected. And that was a much easier conversation for me to have because I'd already built a relationship. So I don't think you can underestimate the importance of networking within your community with members of the the media. I agree. And really that goes for that relationship factor comes into play whether or not you know them. So you knew her personally. Um, Conversely, I uh, had cold pitched one time a producer at a uh, station in Tennessee Um, But because I had always delivered on my promises, because she knew what to expect, because I knew how she wanted the information given to her that would make her life easier, um, beginning of this year, she reached out to me and said, hey, we need a guest. I'm trying to do a segment about this. Do you have somebody? So because we had a working relationship from there it also made it easier i mean that was like i didn't ha- i didn't have to do anything she came to me so when you can create authentic relationships it's definitely it definitely makes it easier but beyond knowing the right people you know as you mentioned sometimes you just don't have the connections you need so what do you do then um one of my best pitches is to think about the timeliness um and to know how that newsroom um works if it's uh, a daily turn, something you need to, to get out the word out right then. You know, you need to be aware that editorial rooms have different meetings throughout the day. And so if you time your pitch um, at the right time, that's going to be helpful for you. If you're pitching to TV, you can't pitch too far in advance. You'll end up in some 
you know, assignment log that goes nowhere. <laughs> Whereas if you're pitching for print, you can't wait till the last minute because they work months in advance. So really thinking about the time of your pitch makes a difference. Exactly. And I think the other thing to remember is how you're, how you're pitching it. Nobody wants to read some giant email. No, for sure. Never. I, I, I've heard don't get attached to your attachments. <laughs> and I think it's great um, because it's exactly right. Uh, you Don't make it too long. Keep it to one page. If you cannot tell me in four paragraphs um, what the story is, then I don't have time to figure it out. If I want additional information, if I want things like pictures and things that you may already have attached, I'll ask you for it. Um, you know, and, and it, if it's pitching via email, you know, sometimes just high-level bullet points is really all you need. Yeah, you mentioned the one-page pitch. I would argue that a lot of stories you can pitch in a paragraph with a couple of bullets and just entice them to get on the phone with you when you can really explain the value of what the story you're trying to offer. Right. If your pitch starts, if your if that paragraph starts out with a really solid reason about why now is the time to do this story, then you can certainly do that. So, Allison with Andrews Creative, don't mean to brag. Thank, thanks for that, there, Rach. <laughs> you are pitching a lot. I am right, right. So, what are some of your best uh, tried and true tips? Things that have worked for you in the past that may not be so so obvious. Um, you know, anytime you can tap into what people are already talking about raises the relevance of what you have to offer um, because there's already a natural discussion around it. Um, and I have always thought that, and as a news producer for many years, looked for those stories that resonated with things that were already in the public dialogue, so to speak. Um, a friend of mine actually coined the term newsjacking, and I think it sums it up very succinctly. If you can find a story and impart yourself into that conversation, uh, you're more likely to get some um, traction. I had a, a client once that I could not get on TV in a particular market. I mean, everything I tried just seemed like, you know, I, I was... Wasn't working. Wasn't working. It just was not working. <laughs> and I heard a story on the news that morning and I thought, you know, literally in the bathroom getting ready and I thought, oh! I can connect this with that, sent off the pitch right away, and the client was booked onto TV within that same week. So it, it does make a difference. And to know what's going on and how you relate to that broader news story. Mm -hmm. We've talked a lot about the G whiz factor. Um, and I think that's also another important point when you're thinking about pitching, that news stations and newspapers are trained not to give away free promotion. Like, Right. They're not going to just give an ad to you. You know, we get a lot of, think about, uh, think about you're having a fundraiser. Your organization's having a fundraiser. Okay. Every fundraiser has a silent auction. Every fundraiser has a kid zone. Every fund, you have to really sell why this one over the 10 others I got told about today. And, and whether it's a fundraiser or a speaking event or, or whatever it is, you, you do have to make your thing stand apart from the rest. Right. Perhaps, you know, if you are trying to pitch an event, the event may give the story timeliness, but why are you doing an event? What are the personal stories around the event? Um, if it's a charity fundraiser, who is impacted by your charity? Are those the types of stories that you can offer uh, to the media? I think another 
good tips. You mentioned how you were easy to deal with, and the producer in Tennessee called you because mm-hmm. they knew right. they knew you had your act together. Yeah. But if you are pitching for somebody else, enable your guest to make it easy on the media. If you're pitching an interview with a subject matter expert, make sure that they're easy to deal with. Um, I think if you don't, the media is going to find it. A, a quick alternative. I tell my clients all the time, you are a guest in their house. So you would not walk into someone's house, kick off your shoes, put your feet up on their couch. You know, you are a guest in their house. So similar rules apply in terms of how you conduct yourself. And the easier, you know, look, we're all just looking for people and things and applications and organizations and systems to make our life easier. <laughs> so if you can be one of those people that makes that producer's life easier... You win. You're going to get called back. Right. And that's something I think that people people think they've they've won once they, they get the interview or they are you know get the invite to come on the show. But really how you present is the other half of the, of the puzzle there. That's right. I just, in fact, had a client who was on um, a television station um, in Arizona. And we were kind of debriefing the segment. And for their first time out, it was... Uh, good energy, you know, a lot of these things that you look for from the person who's sitting at home, it probably looked like a completely good segment. The question is, did the producer of that show think that the content delivered on the promise? And if the producer decides it didn't, then there's the potential that that person's not going to get asked back. So it really is, you know... It's an important part it's to it. It's an important part to it. So that's sort of, I think, probably a good point to end on it. If we think about your pitch, so much of the focus is on what you're saying to get the coverage. Like, What are you saying when that assignment editor picks up the phone or the planner or the special project producer? How are you getting their attention? The other part of it is to deliver on that promise and to really think of pitching that media in that circular format. Right. And I would, I would say to anyone who's kind of new to pitching the media – There is a difference between a pitch and a press release. I think there are people who write press releases and send it to the media and feel like that was pitching their story. But that press release is simply an announcement. You still need to connect the dots and let them see how this translates to a bigger picture. Now, you can attach a press release for more information, but don't think that simply sending that press release is a pitch. There's a difference. Yeah. Um, in fact, I wrote a blog about that touched on this topic um, that you can see on andrewscreative.net. Look at me. I plugged it again, Rachel. <laughs> uh, the, the pitch is called why your, or the blog is called why, why your pitch was turned down. Um, and so there will be some additional information um, if you found this podcast helpful that you might also be able to find in that blog. That's great. And the rest of our podcast, too, can be found on andrewscreative.net. Absolutely. You, you can also subscribe to them now on iTunes. Yay. And, and on SoundCloud. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us.